Hi, and welcome to the Cycles of Life podcast. My name is Jana Puisha, and I'm a certified life coach, trainer, and human resource professional, and very much a self-development enthusiast. This podcast is about our ever-changing life, because it's never just a simple straight line. It doesn't always have predictable patterns and turns. Everything around us is a collection of repeating and evolving cycles. So this podcast attempts to explore the nuance of life. I will be sharing thoughts and stories based on my self-exploration and work as a life coach, but also interviews with inspiring people. Hello friends, how are you? Welcome back to Cycles of Life podcast. Today's actually a solo episode. I know I had quite a few interviews coming out already and I have a few more coming out, which I'm very, very excited. So please stay tuned. But today I thought I'll do a solo episode and there's a special reason for that <laughs> because if you're listening to this on Wednesday, the 23rd of June, it's actually my birthday. So I'm turning 34 and uh, I should be somewhere in a lake district in a tent <laughs> camping and enjoying life. But the weather is looking very, very wet. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm sure I will let you know um, in, on Instagram anyway. How did that camping trip go? But yeah, I hope you're well. I just thought today, because it is my birthday, I'll do a little special episode. And actually, I've, I've asked on Instagram if people had any suggestions or maybe any, even questions they would like me to answer. And I had a very, very good suggestions. So that's what I'm going to do today. So I'm going to review the year a little bit, kind of what the last year really has been for me. Um, and also kind of things that have changed, things that I've learned maybe. Um, and also another suggestion which I really liked was um, to talk about how to set goals that we actually achieve. So they're motivational but not too overwhelming. So how do we set those very big goals? So that's what I'm going to talk about today as well. And finally, also, I will touch on ageing and how not to be afraid of that. Uh, obviously, I don't, I'm not an expert on this topic at all. It's something that I probably struggle with as well. But I'll just share my thoughts. How, how do I feel about it and what do I think about ageing and what can we do to really make it a little bit easier on us, especially women? So yeah, uh, just to paint a picture a little bit. So I'm just sitting at the desk. It's Friday morning, so I'm pre-recording this episode a little bit. But it's a very, very, very wet day. So it's a lot of rain outside. Um, so if you can hear a gentle tapping, that's probably the rain. But I think it adds a layer of coziness to this hall. So hope you enjoy. You might even heard the, hear the birds chirping away. Um, so yeah, I have my giant cup of tea next to me, I have a candle lit, and let's chat, let's just see what's been happening. So I am turning, th- turning 34, um, don't really know how I feel about it, I think once you turn 30, it doesn't really matter anymore, does it? I feel like I was relatively scared of turning 30 because I feel like it's such a big number, but now it's just, it's just what it is, it's just the age I am, I kind of accepted it completely. Um... And things change, it's just nature of life. And actually, I'm quite privileged in the way that I could live this far in my life anyway, because not everyone gets that privilege. But I think the most important things that I've kind of learned in the last year is actually the importance just trust the process, not rushing things ahead, putting the work in, do the things that actually feel right, and just follow my instinct. I think that's the biggest lessons that I've learned. 
So the weirdest thing about the last year is the fact that I didn't work. <laughs> I actually worked for about a month, I think. Well, I say didn't work. I mean, I didn't work in my day job, if you like, my corporate job as a trainer. Um, yeah, I like to call it my early retirement. <laughs> so I basically got to experience that. And I'm so, so incredibly lucky. I cannot stress that enough. I fully understand that. The fact that I was on furloughed, so I was still getting paid enough money to live on. Um, and yeah, I could just focus on things that were important to me that I wanted to do. It was such an incredible space. A sort of chance that you don't really get in your life to, in your 30s just to relax for a year, just to breathe out and actually really reevaluate things and think what is really important to you. Um, but I think what's interesting is that even though now looking back, I feel like, oh, it was such a good year and I needed that space. But my um, my birthday last year, um, straight after my birthday, basically, I signed up for therapy and I worked with a counsellor. Um, yeah, it just had to happen, I think. The reason why that happened was because, so once I was put in furlough, obviously I've, I've kind of got over the shock, so it took a few weeks to just kind of, yeah, just get over the shock of actually living through a global pandemic. But then after that, I got really busy. So I was still working on my diploma for CAPD. So if you don't know what that is, it's Chartered Institute of Personal Development. So it's HR qualification and I got level five. So it's reasonably intense. It's quite a lot of assignments that need to be done. So um, yeah, I spent a lot of time focusing on that, which was great. Um, but also, I've signed up to a lot of online courses. <laughs> so, so many. Um, to be honest, I've done most of them, which I think is quite a good achievement. Uh, but basically, I end up doing 9 till 5 every day, even though I was a furlough, even though I literally could get away with doing nothing the whole time. But I was really, I got myself so busy and I got myself in that headspace that I have to achieve. I had those plans and like, I was really pushing myself really hard. And it's probably not going to surprise you because I have spoken about this before, but the burnout came and I crashed. And I crashed after about two months of this non-stop um, working and pushing myself. And I couldn't really move for a month. I literally did nothing. I stayed in bed. I mean, I went for a walks. And that was about it. I just watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, yeah, it was quite interesting. I think it was about around May, May June time. So that really made me realise that all those burnouts, all those kind of cycles of stress and anxiety that I have experienced before that, like earlier years, uh, where I would just blame kind of circumstances around me, like work, for example, that really made me realise that actually it's all in my head. And all of this that I thought that the work was pushing me too hard, it was just too unachievable, that I've really struggled with that. It was actually my own fault. <laughs> it's all in my head. So that was quite an uncomfortable realisation. But once I've realised that, I actually saw that as well. That I don't think it's something that I can untangle myself. And I just decided that I actually need help. And that's what drove me to go and look for a therapist. And actually I've wrote a blog post about that. Uh, how to find a therapist. So I will link it below. And if it's useful to any of you, I cannot recommend it enough. I think I went to therapy for about six months in total. And also what I would like to stress is that 
it is probably more affordable than you think it is. And again, I know aff affordable, something affordable is a very um, biased in a way opinion. So yeah, something that is affordable for me might not be affordable for somebody else. So for some people might think that it's really, really cheap. Um, so yeah, I actually paid £40 per session and I had um, two sessions per month. So once every two weeks. So yeah, even though it cost me what, about just around 100 quid a month, it was worth every penny. Every single penny. Because some of you might not, might might know actually that my mum died two years ago. Uh, it was a very painful experience, obviously. Uh, but yeah, she died from cancer. It was very sudden. Like she literally died within seven weeks of being diagnosed. So it was a huge shock to the system. Um, but I think about that is that actually we've never been too close and I probably will record a, spe a different episode about this because I don't want to get into too many details but we had very complicated relationships all of our lives um, so the grief process was actually quite interesting so it wasn't you know cookie cutter I mean it never is but yeah it was, wasn't I think is what people would expect if I would say that oh yeah my mom died a few years ago Anyway, my point is that actually I carried a lot of um, kind of opinions and beliefs that were not actually mine, um, and often I kind of picked up them from my mom because we were quite similar in a way, um, and I think I am very sensitive, so actually took on all those beliefs as my own. So that's what therapy really helped me to unpick and actually realise. What are my own beliefs and what are not? What's kind of external stuff that I picked up from somewhere? And it's not just from my mom, it's from everywhere. Society, teacher, school, media, everything. Um, but that was really, really helpful. So I do recommend. <laughs> um, yeah, that really put me in a much better space. So once I've done that, once I went through therapy, um, I started the coaching business. I actually started working with a coach to help me build it all up. Um going to work through again some other limiting beliefs and that was really useful again um, but I'm so glad that I went to therapy first because I feel if I didn't it would not be as authentic for me to call myself a life coach because there's some things that I've really had to unpick first um, and actually the whole life coaching business probably was coming from almost a wrong angle so I needed to go to ther therapy kind of deal with my own demons first and then put myself out there and I'm so glad that's how it happened so yeah this is just my encouraging me trying to encourage you if you need help please ask for it there's so much help available and it's much easier than you think and it's um yeah people are there to help you that's literally their job and what I actually really liked as well I really liked the, the, the fact that I was paying somebody and I think that was a very fair transaction because sometimes you feel like oh, I'll just speak to my friends or my family but it's just not the same. So, yeah, if there's something that you're thinking about, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> it will be life-changing. I promise. So, yeah, that was probably the biggest change, obviously, last year. But another thing as well that obviously made a lot of difference to me was starting to pay real attention to the cycles, especially to lunar cycles. And again, I know I've spoken about this before, but just realising that it's not something's wrong with me. <laughs> it's not something that... I don't know, I'm too sensitive or whatever, but it's actually, I just get affected by the moon. And actually before the new moon or the full moon, there's a few days that I find really hard, very tough, and I can do kind of the bare minimum. But actually once that passes, I'm on the peak again, and I can do so much more and creativity comes. 
So that was really helpful just to recognize that and see, it's almost gave me a permission slip to be who I am. Um, yeah, and again, I had pretty much a life-changing effect on me. So now every new moon, full moon, I do a little ritual, I do tarot cards. Um, normally kind of thinking about what do I want to bring more often to my life or what do I want to let go of. And it's really interesting to refer back to that and kind of um, see I'm basically all I'm trying to say is that I really enjoy going back and maybe seeing what did I think about what did I want to release maybe six months ago and see how my life has changed since then. So yeah, it's a very, very nice ritual I would say to do. Um, another thing as well that I've really enjoyed and made a lot of difference to me was actually learning the concept of highly sensitive people. So I've read a really good book about it and if you search for it, it comes up, I think it's Dr. Alice something. Um, apologies, I will link it below as well if that's interesting for anyone. So basically what this concept is about, you can Google as well, there's loads of information information out there. I'm not an expert at all. This is my own understanding of it is that there's actually about 20% of us. So 20% of the population have just um, a slightly different nervous system. So we are just genuinely a little bit more sensitive to everything that's happening around us. Um, and again, that was another huge permission slip to realise that there's nothing wrong with me. And yes, I am just too sensitive. It's just how I am. And it's not something that I have to fight or battle with. Just accept it and actually create my life around that trait and actually realising that I do have to have very strict boundaries in my life that I need to protect myself. Otherwise... I can very easily slip into depression, anxiety, and just a really, really bad mental health kind of state of mind. So, yeah, so it's called highly sensitive um, person or people. I strongly recommend Googling that. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of really good kind of lists and articles around it and how to find. Um, there's li- You can do sort of tests as well to find out if that's who you are. But for me, for example, what that is, there is... Um, actually, like, I can't drink caffeine anymore, so I've been drinking coffee for about a year now. That made a huge difference to my well-being. So, um, another one of the kind of big things for me is that, for example, if I walked into the room, I can pick up on the energies and the atmosphere instantly. I find it read it really easy to read between the lines. I'm quite in touch with my intuition, that gut feeling as well. Um, yeah, there's loads of other ones as well, but that's the main ones for me. So actually just realising that, that, yeah, it's just my nervous system works in a bit of overdrive at all times. So if I am surrounded by a lot of people, I just pick up on the energies very easily. And that's tiring. It's actually really, really tiring. So that was a fascinating concept. So I do recommend looking into that if this resonates with you as well. Um and yeah, of course, the biggest things that probably happened last year as well is that I started my coaching business. I had a pleasure of coaching a few fantastic women, which I'm forever grateful for. Um, yeah, I, I have spaces, so if anyone is interested, please get in touch uh, for one-on-one coaching. And also I've started my meditation teacher's course as well, so it's a six-month course, and it's fantastic. So it's not just us being taught how to do meditation, it's actually it's a self-development course, basically. It's pushed me a lot. I've learned a lot about myself and I almost feel like I've leaped <laughs> in my development quite a lot in the last few months. So, yeah, that was fantastic. 
and I'm really, really enjoying it. And I do feel like it has another life-changing effect on me. So yeah, it was quite an interesting year for me, I would say. Um, a lot of positive... Well, I don't want to say positive or negatives. It's just life. Uh, some things are harder, some things are easier, some things are pleasant, some things are not. It's just what, what life is all about. But yeah. And also I think what the last year taught me is what I have been thinking about a lot is the concept of privilege and I think a lot of us obviously especially if you're a white person which I am um thought a lot about privilege and actually how easy my life is in comparison to others and actually recognizing that and thinking that um that I don't really contribute to the the problem but I do because I don't have to contribute from to benefit from privilege. The systems are just so unfair. So it's actually is our job to notice them and dismantle them. Actually, privilege operates from that scarcity mindset. So people who deny privileges, they, they're just scared that there's not enough for everyone. So what if we can turn it around or upside down and say that if we actually help to uplift others, the world will be a better place? So I've been thinking a lot about what can I do to help and kind of reading a lot, educating, just questioning things really. Still a work in process, but it has definitely been a big part of my life as well for the last year. Um, so yeah, that's a little review. <laughs> Everything that has happened really, uh, all the lessons that I have learned. So now I would like to move and talk about setting goals and um, kind of approaching big goals and dreams without them feeling really intimidating. I think for first step for me, and I know I spoke about this before, but I think it's the most important one, is to really understand why. Why do you want to achieve that thing? Is it because somebody else is telling you? Is it because society wants you to? Or is it because it comes from inside of you and you know it's going to make a difference to the world? You know it's going to make the world a bigger place, bigger and better place? So really dial into that why. Why do you want that goal? Why do you need to achieve that thing? Um, and then the next step, which is again a quite obvious one, but so so helpful. Break it down. Get a bit of paper. Get your journal out. Get your notes up. Whatever you use, break it down. Try to break it down to smaller steps. So what steps do you need to take one at a time to get to where you want to get? Once you do that, break it down in even smaller steps. <laughs> so take that first step that you've written down previously and break it down into even smaller steps. Write it down into things that you can do in five, ten minutes of your time. They're very simple, very easy for you to do. And go from there. And then once, kind of every week or every month, whatever works for you, sit down, look back at everything that you've written previously and think, what have you done? Cross it off your list and kind of put a bit of focus on for the next month or for the next week. So what sort of things would you like to do? Again, small little steps. Doesn't need to be anything overwhelming. Because actually, once you've been doing this for maybe a month or a few weeks, you can look back and you will see how much you actually have achieved. And you've done things that maybe felt a bit scary. And actually, on that note as well, it is quite important to push ourselves out of our comfort zone. Again, doesn't need to be anything petrifying. So, example that I always give is, if you're really scared to talk on stories on Instagram... You can pre-record yourself, you can record yourself, you can delete it. You don't even have to share it with anyone. But the whole point of you actually trying will make a lot of difference. Maybe you could ask people to ask you questions and then you can answer them. It does make it a bit easier. Or maybe you can even do an interview with someone. So if you have a friend, maybe you could 
organize them a few questions and you will interview each other just to get the pressure off because once you do that you realize oh yeah it's actually quite doable and next time you'll be able to do something that is even scarier so gently push yourself out of your comfort zone don't have to do it all the time once a week (laughs) do something that is quite uncomfortable and you will see that actually you are moving forward you will start moving forward quite dramatically um and watch your cycles don't push when you need rest because when we do things from the place or of panic of the place of when we think we're not working hard enough nothing good comes out of that you start to resent the project that you're working on you start to resent that passion project or hobby that you cared so much about previously so only do things from a place of rest and I know it sounds odd sometimes because when we are not achieving what we want that's when procrastinating comes in that's when we're really struggling with our to-do list go and rest walk away from this task walk away from that maybe you need a week maybe you need a few days maybe you just need an hour or 10 minutes break from it walk away go for a walk if you can have a glass of water read a book watch something whatever that is walk away because there's no point pushing through that very painful point when you start to resent things um because the whole project then can become ruined afterwards and you will push yourself into the cycle of burnout and you'll need a lot of time to actually get out of that as well and be be ready to change your goals be flexible because things shift and sometimes you had this big dream but then once you start getting closer to you realize actually maybe it's not what you want so be prepared to change things and it's normal that's how we learn that's how we live that's the life (laughs) because without trying something without sometimes we need to learn that actually this is not what we really want and that's fantastic because it's so much better to try and to realize this is not for me than not try and for the rest of your life thinking i wonder what would have would have happened if I tried that thing so yeah be flexible and be prepared to change your goals that's absolutely fine and try and play and my favorite question to ask is what is the worst thing that can happen so if you're really scared to do something think about it what is the worst thing that can happen because actually it's probably not that bad and you probably can get through that so even the worst thing maybe is something scary think about how will you deal with that situation what are your coping strategies and then once you realize that yeah you can deal with that anyway whatever whatever the outcome go and try go and try and see what happens so hopefully this was helpful because this is how i approach my goals and um, try to break them down into smaller steps and push myself to do things that I'm not very comfortable with because that's where the growth happens. And I suppose the kind of the final topic that I want to touch on, as I mentioned earlier, is aging. How to be, how to stop being scared of aging, um, and how to accept changes in my body. And it's not something that I am hundred percent comfortable with talking about. I'm not an expert on this at all, but um, I definitely think about this a lot, and it's something that is quite important to me a big part of my life because I mean I'm aging <laughs> I discover new wrinkles in my face once in a while I've got gray hair um, my body doesn't look what it looks to, what it used to look like when I was 22 um, things are different 
So what I think is really helpful here is actually trying to break it down. Where does that fear actually come from? So is this that just societal expectations around our appearances? So is it because we just get peddled this agenda all the time that we have to be skinny and tall and white and blonde and forever young? Which is, I'm sorry for swearing by it, absolutely bullshit. Like, what? <laughs> it's such a privilege to actually to be able to age. Not everyone will have that privilege. And I don't know about you, but for me, I don't want to go back to being 22 year old. Um, Maybe, yeah, I looked hot, but <laughs> that was it. I was an idiot. <laughs> um, I had so much unprocessed trauma and I used to go drinking all the time. And I could not spend a day with my own self. And was just, I don't want to be that person again. I would never want to go back to that. But also you cannot expect to have 34, 33 year old self in that body. It's just, it's just, I can't go back. It's just impossible. So actually, I appreciate all the changes that has happened. I appreciate how much I've changed. And my body changing is just part of the process. It's just what it is. It's just a human experience. Um, so yeah, anyways, that's kind of going back to around ageing and our appearance changing. It's just normal. Um, but what I was talking about earlier about the fear. So where is that fear coming from? So it's either this that you just kind of we just feel brainwashed almost by that we have to always stay youthful. Or is it just the fear of not achieving things and the fear of just life going by? Because I, th- I think these two are quite different things. Um, so really understanding that our insecurities do get exploited so much in this world. And again, as I said, it's okay to age and it's a massive privilege. Not everyone will get there. And another thing that I find really helpful is actually following people on social media who are showing themselves aging. I know it sounds really odd, but I follow tons of women who are in their 30s, in their 40s, even older than that. And I find it really helpful to see them um, how normal it is. How normal it is. And again, it's a privilege and we can learn so much and we become so much wiser when we get older and it's fantastic. It's such a good place to be. Um, there's a good book around it, uh, which I will link below. It's, it is quite spiritual, but it's fascinating. So it's called The Heron's Journey and it talks about kind of different stages of women's life. So when we start as a maiden, young, beautiful, youthful, then we kind of move into the different archetype, which is a mother, a carer, when we nurture others. And then the final stage is actually moving into crown. So older, wiser, being there, being there to share the wisdom of all those years that we lived. And I find that really interesting because we don't talk about it. We almost feel like sometimes the age, the, the life ends at the age of 30. And we all know that's an absolute bullshit. It doesn't. Life becomes better after 30, I can tell you that much. Um, so yeah, it's really helpful to kind of hear different opinions and different thoughts around it. I will link the book below um, and I will link a few Instagram accounts if I can find them that I find quite interesting and helpful to follow just to um, take the age off and actually realise that it's quite a nice place to be <laughs> when you're older. 
Um, yeah, but just kind of going back to the the fear of body changing again, it's something that I'm not 100% comfortable talking about because I still battle with that and I have very complicated relationship with my body. I feel so much better now, but for years, uh, I might do this a different episode about to let me know if that's something that you'd be interested to hear about, but I went through a lot of really hard stuff. But the concept that I really like is called body neutrality. So it's not body positivity, but it's body neutrality. It's just looking in the mirror and thing, saying that, yeah, this is how my body looks like. It might not be perfect, and I'm using quotation marks here because what the hell is even perfect? But... Yes, my body has carried me for such a long time. We've been through so much stuff together. Um, it helped me to get here and actually really appreciating it and recognising that you're not going to love your body every single day of, the, of your life. And it's fine. Some days you look in a mirror, you don't necessarily like what you see. Some days, some days you look in a mirror and you think, well, this is amazing. <laughs> so just appreciating that. And again, oh, I know I bang on about cycles all the time. But it's a cycle. And obviously for women, it might be related to hormones as well. I know it's for me. Three days before my period, um, I basically feel like a toad. I can't really look in the mirror. But then a few days after, it's all great again. So just knowing that actually, oh yeah, it's just hormones. I'll be fine. Not labelling myself as ugly or fat or whatever that is. And just recognising that it changes. It changes and it's normal. So yeah, I do like this concept of body neutrality. Um, just do some Googling of something that you're interested in. I think it's very, very useful thing to talk about and to think about. Um, and what also really helps to kind of, to not fight the fear, but dismantle it a little bit, the fear of um, the life going by. And it's going to sound so cheesy, and, I, and apologies for using that, but... Um, living in the moment <laughs> and what I mean by that is building routines that really help us to live in the moment rest and I know I talk about this a lot but it's so important rest so you can notice these beautiful things around you so you can notice the rain you can notice the sun the flowers the butterflies around you the seasons changing but it needs to come from the place of comfort and rest and abundance and just accepting it so you can do different practices um for example the thing that i've really enjoyed doing i've been doing actually for about i don't know well over a year now uh, before bed every night i always think about three things that i'm grateful for for that day or like the highlights of my day and it's just a habit now i don't write it down i know people like to write it down you can do that absolutely but I just like to think about it and normally helps me to drift off as well. So just three things that I'm grateful for that day. Sometimes it's just delicious delicious meal that I had. <laughs> Sometimes it's the my house plant that's that blossoming. <laughs> Sometimes it's something fantastic. I don't know. I had a beautiful conversation with with a person. Um whatever that is. So yeah, I find that quite a nice little exercise to do. Very simple. And another thing is actually to help to live in a moment is try to zoom out and see what's actually important and fill your life with those things. Um, so I've, some of my past newsletters have shared some exercises to do around kind of finding your personal values and actually I will release a, a podcast episode about it as well, uh, probably in 
August, um, about personal values. But the reason why it's so useful is because you can identify what's actually truly important to you and think about how can you bring more of that into your life. So example I give is I love spending time in nature and really, really important to me. So I try to build my days around that if I can. Spending time with friends, again, special after the year that we had. I need it and I crave it and it brings so much joy into my life. Reading books, all of that. So it's just, yeah, think about what's actually important and how can you bring more of that into your life. Doesn't need to be anything dramatic. Small change will lead to the biggest difference overall. So just think about small little steps they can take to make it a little bit better. So these are my thoughts on aging. <laughs> That's what uh, my musings, if you like. Be interesting to think what you guys think. Um, do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have any other thoughts that you think I might find useful? Um, so yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I was hoping it would be a bit shorter, but I managed to rattle on for a half an hour, so apologies for that. Um, so yeah, I wish you a beautiful, beautiful summer. Uh, the summer solstice just gone, so it's halfway year point. So it's a good time to stop and really re-evaluate re things and think, what have you achieved in the last six months and what do you want to achieve next? How, not even achieve, how do you want to live your life? What do you want to bring more of into your life? I think it's a quite useful way of thinking about it. So yeah, what's next for me then? So I just want to continue growing myself, really developing, pushing, learning new things, becoming a better version of myself every day. Um, meditation and coaching obviously is a huge part of my life. So as I said, I do have a few, few spots left. Um, so if you want to work with me, all information is on my website or you can DM me on Instagram or you can email me, whatever it's easier for you. Um, and I have big things planned in regards to meditation, actually. So uh, my plan is to do start doing a few courses, meditation courses. So I will be offering a free course in July. It will be a meditation for beginners. It will be two half days. Probably going to do them on Saturday mornings in UK time. Um, so yeah, it will be. this will be a course for complete beginners. If you've never meditated or maybe you've tried a few times but you don't really know, don't really understand it, that'll be really useful for you. But it's going to be limited spaces. So if this is something that you are interested in, the best thing to do is subscribe to my newsletter because that will be the the first place where I will share when the spaces become available. Um, so yeah, and actually just on a new kind of the talking about newsletter is the main benefit of that is that because I'm in charge of it, <laughs> I know it sounds really odd, but for example, Instagram, it can collapse one day. <laughs> I mean, the engagement has dropped so much for everyone already, so the platform is changing a lot. So it's really hard because you cannot control it. Um, but newsletter is something that is mine. I've created it. I've got email addresses. I keep them safe. I don't share them with anyone. But that's just the best way. So I do strongly encourage you to subscribe to mine. But also if you follow some people that you really enjoy the content, you enjoy kind of seeing what they're up to, if they have a newsletter, subscribe because that is the best way of keeping in touch with people, really. Um, so yeah, I think that's the things that I'm most excited about. I'm also going back to work, so it'll be interesting to see how will I be able to balance everything. Um, all my, yeah, all the different projects that I'm working on. But I will, I will let you know. I will report back. But yeah, hopefully you will. Thank you so much for listening, if you have listened to the very, very end. And I'm sure we'll meet again. <clears throat> and I do have a few 
fantastic interviews coming out soon. So please subscribe so you don't miss them. But yeah, thank you so much. Much love. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. It would mean a world to me if you rate this podcast. If you're using an Apple podcast app, all you need to do is just scroll down a bit and hit those five stars. Don't forget to subscribe, that way you will not miss any future episodes. And if you would like to work with me as a life coach, you can find all information on my website and you can get in touch with me through my Instagram or email. All will be linked in the show notes.